Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Jesus, will you tell 
will you send the people away so they can go in town and get some food? He said, well, you feed them. Oh, I love it, ladies and gentlemen. He said, you feed them. And the scripture says in Luke, he said, and he knew what he would do. He said, you feed them. Philip came to him. You feed them. He said, listen, we have a hundred uh, penny worth of food. He didn't use the word penny, but penny worth of food. Uh, 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 we won't be able to feed this whole multitude. What do you have? What this lad here only got us bread and fish. Bring it. He took it. He blessed it. That's why you don't want to uh, 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 cease to bless your food when you eat it. Because you bring your food from the natural to the supernatural realm. You bring your food from this realm to the kingdom of God. So Jesus took the bread and the fish. And the moment it entered into Jesus' hand and he blessed that food, what did he do? He offered and delivered that food into the realm of the Spirit, to the Father. He looked up into heaven, blessed it. When God created the heavens and the earth in Genesis chapter 1, you ever notice that he blessed it and it was good? He blessed it and it was good. The moment he blessed it, the moment you bless your food, you bring that from the realm, the creative realm, to the realm that created it. All things came from the realm of God. All things came from the throne of God, came from God himself. Hebrews 11 and 3, if I'm not mistaken, say, by faith we understand that the world was created by the word of God, uh, was framed. I think the King James says, by the word of God. So things which appear was made of the things which do not appear. Things which appear was made out of things which do not appear. Everything that is visible was made out of that which was invisible. So he took the visible bread. He took the visible food, and then he blessed it. He did what? Blessed it. How did he bless it? He spoke words over it. How you bless? You speak words over it. What, what are you doing? Jesus says in John six sixty three, "My words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. They are what? Spirit and they are life. Can you see spirit? No. Can you see your words? No. He blessed it. So he took that which was created, that which is visible, and he spoke invisible words over it, bringing its subject to the visible realm. That the invisible realm, excuse me, of God, the creator himself. He blessed it. After he blessed it, he broke it, gave it, and what happened? It multiplied. Because it is no longer under the influence of this realm. It's under the influence of the realm that created it. Which is more powerful than its source. Its source came from, a uh, 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 natural source came from its seed. The fish came from other fish. Bread came from other seed, all the way back to Genesis chapter 1. He gave it, and it multiplied supernatural. But notice each incident, in order for the supernatural to function and operate, the natural has ceased to function and operate. There is no natural way of getting to his disciples, so he walks on the water. 
What we want to do, we want to operate in the supernatural while the natural is working. And we refuse to allow God to put us in a in a situation where the natural has ceased so the supernatural can be made manifest. He walks on the water. The prophet of God speaks and prophesies to the altar of Baal, and the altar began to split. The king uh, of Israel grabs the, uh, reach out to grab the prophet of God, and the Bible says his hand began to wither. Let's take that incident right there. His hand began to wither. Why? Because to touch the man of God that is prophesying against the altar of uh, the altar of Baal is to touch God Himself. Because the man of God didn't prophesy his own word; he prophesied the word of the Lord, supernatural. And the king hand began to wither. Let's just take that principle. Flowing in the supernatural days, we talk about the supernatural, about prayer, intercession, warfare. Any demon, any devil that come to harass or manipulate or to try to block and stop you will have to wither. To the man and the woman that's walking the word of the Lord. Go ahead and speak out. I speak to every force of darkness. I command you to dry up and wither. It's been a sign to block and stop me from fulfilling the divine and perfect will of God. I command every demonic force that's been assigned to my marriage, been assigned to my children, to dry up and wither now in Jesus' name. You speak by the authority and the power of the Most High God. I'm going to go somewhere, uh, uh, but, but the Spirit of God is speaking at this present time as we're talking about the supernatural what is natural? My body is natural. Your body is natural. You know what the word of the Lord says. One of the favorite scriptures when it comes down to divine health is uh, Isaiah 53 and 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes uh, we are healed. So sickness and disease comes as a result of sin. So therefore, Jesus became the sin barrier. So therefore, I like what uh, Matthew says. Matthew kind of uh, brings this out, kind of connects to this particular verse of Scripture. Matthew 8, I believe it's verse 17. But Jesus carrying our sickness and disease. See, 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 even though you may be challenged, let's just hear it again, the supernatural. The visible and the invisible. The visible was created by the invisible. Once again, Hebrews 11, 3, by faith we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. And things which appear, things which appear, things which is seen, was made of the things which do not appear are things that is not seen. But I can see my body, but I can't see my spirit. You can see your body, but you can't see your spirit. Which one is greater, the body or the spirit? The body or the soul? Soul and spirit is greater than body. Body is material, seen. Soul and spirit is immaterial, invisible. So can I take dominion over 
my creation and subdue my creation and command my creation to divinely align to the one that created it and command it to function to the divine order which God created this body to function. Yes, I can. But you will not many times see immediate results because God will test your faith and my faith. The Bible said the word of God is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, the word of faith. The word of God is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. Even where? In thy mouth. Even where? In thy mouth. There is a and power in your mouth. But problem is, uh, this is too religious for us. And what I mean by too religious, we, we, we know a lot of these things uh, in church, but it's not a lifestyle to us. And one of the reasons a lot of the things is not a lifestyle to us uh, is because, uh, because of, uh, of the system of what, what has become norm for us. Very few people ever enter into a relationship that would challenge, uh, challenge their thinking, challenge their relationship, challenge their perspective with God. We need, ladies and gentlemen, these kinds of relationships. Not, and, and I'm not talking about people that know the scripture. I'm talking about people that know God. But the word of God is not even in my mouth, even the word of faith. The word of what? Faith. Faith is the substance of faith. Now, this is about the only definition we can really find in the Bible, but we don't really see a biblical definition of the word of faith we see we see, every time we see faith in the Bible, we'll see in action, we'll see in somebody doing something. Uh, when we look in Hebrews chapter 11, it talks about by faith this person did this, and by faith this person did that, by faith the dead was raised by faith. So we, we don't see a definition, but we see faith in action. And when you see faith in action, we see the supernatural in play. We see the supernatural in play. We see the natural creation or the natural order of things is being superseded by the law of the realm of faith or the invisible, or the realm of God. Faith, warfare, intercession, supernatural. Let's look at something, if you will, that um, I've been praying. I don't want to use, even use the word prayer. Uh, but I've been, I think we probably need to even deal with that just a little bit before I go into my scripture that I want to read. Let's deal with prayer. I, uh, in our Bible study on Wednesday, the Lord was dealing with me all day concerning uh, Panorama. We had last year our bishop, Ministering came October the seventh. Then we had a supernatural uh, conference the next month. Uh, a powerful move of God, and uh, we had a preacher. One of the preachers was in town, but I was at our supernatural conference. Uh, one of the preachers in town uh, uh, brought one of his spiritual sons there for me to minister to him. And I said, "Well, since you're here, go ahead and minister for us that Wednesday night." Amen. That Wednesday night, powerful uh, uh, word that God gave us 
on that Wednesday night dealing with really leadership, people lining up with leadership. If, if we ever can get this thing down, Pat, there's no stopping up. The enemy's ultimate goal is to divide you, distort you, triple you up with your leadership. Last night I met with our youth, first time I met with our youth uh, since we reestablished our youth ministry, and I was sharing some principles with them. I want to sh- share it with them and I share it with the leaders afterwards, some biblical principles. But the principle that God had me to share with the youth was the principle of authority. Romans uh, chapter uh, 13, and starting verse 1, 2, 3. All authority has been ordained by God. So you have to break things down, ladies and gentlemen. All authority that be, all, all, not all authority has been ordained by God. So what is who is the authority? I had the youth to name the authorities, name authorities uh, in their rim. They start naming some authority, police officers, uh, your teachers, uh, uh, your youth leaders, uh, your pastor, your parents, uh, all of these are authorities, and you have to help people understand. So it says um, these authorities have been ordained by God, and we must be subject to the authority. So if, if God has ordained all authority, I said, I said is all authority saved? They said, no, absolutely not. He said, all authority has been ordained by God. That means uh, people that is not born again, people that is not saved. We see this in the word of the Lord with Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was not a born again person. He was not, well, nobody was born again back then, but he was not a covenant uh, man with God. He was, a, um, he was a heathen king, but God used him to fulfill his, his word concerning the, uh, the captivity of Israel. And we see that God was in control of this man's life because God gave him a dream. Daniel gave him an interpretation. And he, uh, 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 if he would submit himself to the Most High God, uh, some of these things would not come upon you. And, but one day, a year later, he walked in his palace and saw all the magnificent things uh, that was done, and he thought it was him. And the moment came before the words to finish his mouth, the word of the Lord came to pass. He fell down. Uh, like a uh, animal, and was cast into the forest to begin to eat grass like wild animals. That show you and I, the, according to Daniel's interpretation, that the kingdom of God rules in the kingdom of men. So there is not a king, there is not a prime minister, there is not a uh, any person in position of authority that God Himself has not orchestrated, and He's using it for His purpose. Just like Nebuchadnezzar, he used Nebuchadnezzar for his purpose. What was the purpose? To bring Israel into captivity because of their disobedience. Uh, are you getting this? So all authority be has been ordained by God. All authority. And we must be subject to the authority. And if we don't, the scripture says we bring damnation on ourselves, Shannon, with the children. The youth, youth, the young people, you bring damnation. So a lot of things you may be experiencing, uh, things that's not working out, some many times, if not the majority of the time, it is not the devil, nor demons, or, or anybody. It's you. You brought judgment on yourself because you touched the authority that God has assigned to your life. The Bible says uh, you do not become subject to them because they're nice. You don't come subject to the authority because they're kind. You come subject to the authority because God said it. Because God said it. You have to let people understand things. Even young people understand something. I said, uh, 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 many times God will allow a situation to appear to be unfair. To be unfair. Do you still come subject to the authority if you think the authority is wrong? 
Yes, absolutely. Then what are your responsibility to do? They said, pray for the authority. That's absolutely. You to pray for the authority. You to pray for the authority. Why are you to pray for the authority? <laughs> uh, but uh, and all, the majority, all of the young people said, you know, so uh, they, our eyes can be opened so God can let them see uh, where they missed it and how they was wrong, what the case may be. And the whole point was that's good, that's true what they said, but many times God will allow uh, uh, the authority to do some things, even the authority to be wrong, just expose what's wrong in you. To show you where you located, the one that is supposed to be subject to the authority. And begin to share principles with them. God never assigned a subject to rebuke an authority. Nowhere in the scripture you see a subject rebuking authority. Rebuke doesn't come from bottom up. Rebuke comes from down, from top down. And, I, and, and maybe the Lord had me to, maybe, not maybe, I'm sure the Lord had me to articulate this because somebody needed this on the line, even though I was going somewhere else. But that's the way prophetically we flow. Uh, God knows the radio audience. He knows who's going to be tuning in later. He knows who's going to be tuned in this morning. Uh, uh, this uh, this noontime, he knew. So therefore, he knew exactly what you need. He's challenging your thinking, challenging your mindset, challenging your disposition. Because most likely, there's somebody here that is being challenged with authority. So God had us to articulate that. So make the adjustment in your thinking. Go ahead and repent, and uh, I just got to forgive you, and get back in alignment with God. Get in alignment with your authority, so you you can be blessed. So you don't bring judgment on yourself. I don't know what the scripture says, ladies and gentlemen, but could you read that another time? Uh, uh, what those that the Lord spoke to, you don't read another time. You get into that today before today is over with. You get into that so God can bless you. Now, we, let's get back into even even with the authority thing, the supernatural works on the same premise. It works on the same premise. Uh, Satan's kingdom is an orderly kingdom. Satan is, uh, he is the God over the kingdom of darkness. So you got the satanic kingdom, you got God's kingdom. Who is the God over the kingdom of, of God? God himself, but Christ has been ex exalted, amen, and he's king over the kingdom of God. So you got Satan is the, is, is, is the king of the kingdom of darkness, so all everything works on the premise of authority. Since we're here, um, I still want to get to my scripture here. Since we're here, let's look at break this down how spiritual warfare operates from the premise of authority. Let's let's look at spiritual warfare, and 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 my thing with this right here, uh, and it's scary that I got people that's been around me for for years and years and heard these kind of teachings, but don't live this stuff. They they really think it's magic that you can pray. And, and God hearing you because you're praying. Uh, you bind the devil, and you think the devil's bound. It don't work like that. Everything works on the premise of authority. Everything works on the premise. The kingdom of God works on the premise of authority. This earth realm works on the premise of authority. All authority that be has been ordained by God. All authority that be has been ordained by God. So if I don't understand mm, uh, this authority thing, then I'm going to miss it. And when Jesus rose from the dead, he rose with what? The King James said all power, but that's not the actual renovation in, in the original. Other translations give their actual renovation. He rose with all authority. He didn't rise with all power. If Jesus rose with all power, Satan wouldn't have no power. He still have power. 
So Jesus rose with all authority, not all power. So he rose with all authority. And so therefore Satan still have power, but he just need a legal right to exercise that power. That is why Satan, uh, 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 he establishes covenant with men in the earth, earth realm that will covenant with him because Satan knows and understands that human beings is the legitimate authority in the earth. The human beings, not angels, not demons, human beings are the legitimate authority. So, so they covenant with men just like God covenant with men. When you and I become born again, we enter into a covenant relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Witches and warlocks have entered into a covenant relationship with Satan. So God have a legal entrance into my life, your life, into the lives of those that's under our authority by authority. God gives them, uh, uh, us authority. Who is the authority in the, in the, in the body of Christ? The authorities in the body of Christ is apostles, prophets, and evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Then you may say, well, isn't all born-again believers uh, born into authority? Not really. Not really. Authority is delegated through positions of authority. I was bringing, uh, when I was sharing with the young people last night concerning all authority has been ordained by God, there's different levels of authority. I, get, I, I begin to... And watch this right. This was, this was a good one too. We read, I think it's verse three or verse four in Romans chapter thirteen. Said the Lord, and shifted my message this morning. Uh, thir- uh, Romans three and four. It, it talks about: uh, Are you not afraid of the authority? They they don't wield the sword in vain. Matter of fact, since instead of me just quoting this, let me just open up my Bible. Uh, let me go to this right here. I had no plans at all, period, uh, sharing this. But this is awesome and excellent when it comes down to spiritual warfare. So many people uh, have experienced a satanic and demonic um, uh, backlashes and, uh, and don't even realize that uh, uh, why they're experiencing some of the things that they're experiencing is because um, they are warring illegally. You say you can you can do spiritual warfare illegally? Yes. A lot of people do warfare illegally, like the seven sons of Sceva. The seven sons of Sceva tried to cast out demons in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. Do y'all remember that? And 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 what happened? Them demons in that man uh, uh, used that man to tear their clothes off. So you, 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 you have to do everything from a legal perspective. So let's look at this, if you will, and, and this is going to help us to understand uh, the supernatural and, and spiritual warfare, how the realm of God operates, how the realm of the spirit operates. You've got to get this down, uh, Pat, and, and, or the enemy is going to continue to manipulate us and try to block us and stop us. Now let's look at this, if you will. I'm reading... Let me get the uh, New King James Version, because the majority of people got either the King James or the New King James. I was getting ready to read out of the Amplified Version. But notice this, if you will. It says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. Except from who? God. Do Satan know this? Yes. Do Satan know this? Yes. He understands authority greater than every human being on the face of the earth. 
because Satan used to be a legal, a legal authority in the realm of God at one particular time. He used to be Lucifer, one of the most beautiful, most powerful archangels that was ever created. He understands this thing. The reason he got kicked out of heaven because he violated it. He violated it. So what his ultimate goal is to get you and I to violate the very thing he violated. He violated the order of God. He violated the authority of God. So his ultimate goal is to get you and I to do the same thing. And he know that you and I are not successful against him if we violate the authority. So let's look at it. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Is what? Appointed by God. Is your father an authority? Yes, but my father's a drug addict. Is, does the Bible say that the authority was appointed by God? They're perfected. They never sinned. They never made a mistake. Is God omnipotent? Yes. Is he omniscient? Yes. So you mean to tell me he's omniscient? Yes, he's omniscient. You mean to tell me he knows about every man, woman, boy, girl up on the face of the earth, even before they was born, he knew they was going to be born? Yes. Was it God's will for your father to be an alcoholic? No. Was it God's will for your mother to be a prostitute? No. But how did they become that? Satan manipulated them. That does not stop them from being your parents. That doesn't stop them from being your authority. So what God would do, he would take what the enemy meant for evil, and he would turn that thing around for good. He will raise you up and to destroy everything that your father or mother brought into the earth through their submission to the, the influence of Satan. He will use you to break that thing. He will use you to break every curse. Generational curse that's been released in your family line, he will use you. So therefore, many times it appears to be a negative thing, but God will take what the enemy meant for evil with your father, meant for evil with your mother. He will raise you up and you will be a curse breaker. I did a message years ago called Curse Breakers. You should get that message. I think it will be a blessing to you. Curse Breakers. But notice what it says here. He says, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God, or appointed by God. When you and I do spiritual warfare, or even walk in the realm of the spirit, ladies and gentlemen, we must do it legitimately. There is legitimate access to the realm of the spirit, and there is legitimate, I say legitimate, illegitimate access to the realm of the spirit, and there is legitimate access to the realm of the spirit. Why do the Bible talks about um, witches and, and, and uh, mediums in the Old Testament that they would be put to death? Because witches and mediums and sorcerers, uh, they access the realm of the spirit uh, illegally. They don't do it legally. They do it by the, uh, the, the mediation of demon spirits. We do it by the mediation of the Holy Spirit. Should, anyway. This must become a reality to you. Learning how to access the realm of the spirit legally and understanding the premise of authority. Jesus rose with it all. That means uh, you and I can exercise authority over every work of darkness, but we got to do it legally. And watch this right here, if you will. Verse 2, therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. It is that Satan going to come and bring this. You bring judgment on yourself when you resist the authority that God has placed in your life. When you resist them. This is what the Word of God says, ladies and gentlemen. This, this is uh, in, in Romans chapter 13. 
They got one particular person uh, just so religious. I, I'm going to tell you, religious spirit stinks in the nostril of God. And I can't stand those religious spirits. Uh, 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 when a person is religious, they, they, they see the word and comprehend the word from an intellectual perspective. They have no revelation. None from the Holy Spirit. And only revelation can come from the Holy Spirit. And, 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 and I'm not impressed by knowledge. I'm impressed by your life. Now, one particular person, you, you, that, that scripture talking about civil authority. It's talking about civil authority, spiritual authority, domestic authority. All authority be has been ordained by God. It says all authority be has been ordained by God. Civil authority, you and I must come subject uh, to the authorities that govern our country, govern our state, govern our city, govern our, uh, our, our, our communities. All authorities be has been ordained by God. But notice what it says here, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. This is not to make anybody afraid. This is right here. It's designed to cause you to understand how you can be successful in doing spiritual warfare, successful in walking in the supernatural. Verse 2 again says, Therefore, whosoever, whoever resists the authority, resists the ordinance of God, resists what? The ordinance of God. Let me get this in the Amplified Version and see how verse uh, 2 uh, reads uh, in the Amplified Version. Amplified Version, verse 2 says, Therefore, he who resists and sets himself up against the authority. Now, notice it says, resist and set himself up against. See, when you set yourself, resist the authority, you're resisting God. When you set yourself up against the authority, you set yourself up against God. Why? Because all authority that be has been ordained by God. Let me read verse 1 in the Amplified Version, if you will. Let every person be loyal, be loyally subject. Man, I tell you just so, so much in that. Loyally subject to the governing civil authorities, for there is no authority except from God. By his permission, by his permission, his sanction, and those that resist do so by God's appointment. They do so by God's appointment. They don't even know. The teacher that, you, that taught you in school don't know they was appointed by God. They just think they have a desire to one. I just want to be a school teacher. God put that in their heart to become a school teacher. They don't they don't realize. I'm done a sinner. They didn't realize it. Pointed by God. Verse two, amplified version says, "Therefore, he who resists and sets himself up against the authority resists what God has appointed. Resists what God has appointed." Well, I can't stand my mama. Well, you resisting what God has appointed. I can't stand my daddy. You resisting what who God has appointed. There's no perfect person in the world. Only one that was perfect, that's Christ. You just do your part and watch what God do with, do for you. He'll bless you. My mother, uh, 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 it's still my mother. I'm a grown man. And if I if I'd have got married uh, early, in my early 20s, I, I didn't get married uh, early. I, have, I probably have grandchildren right now. But I still respect my mother. Even when she's wrong, I talk to her, share with her, show her where she's wrong, but I do it in a respectful way. And I don't do that to try to make myself look um, superior than her. I do it because of the word of God. I do it as a result of my relationship with Jesus. My relationship with Jesus is more important than my relationship with my mama. My father has passed. My relationship with him is more important. But at the same time, because God chose her to bring me to the world, I respect her and honor her. 
It was wrong. I'm sharing with her, show point out her wrongness according to the word of God, so she can line up the word and not with her son, with the word. Jesus is her Lord, but I respect her. You always respect your authorities. If they right or wrong, that's not your responsibility to bring correction to them. Correction never comes from the bottom up. It never comes from the bottom up. Are, are y'all hearing me? I think we got a a, a, a question here. Uh, in uh, chat, let me let me let me see. Uh, can I see this right here? Yep, 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 yep. yep I see it. Let me see. Uh, my question is: the question here in chat, do you know? Uh, uh, I don't understand. How do you know you are accessing the rim? I don't see that last part. The rim of what? Uh, my computer's not letting me to see the whole thing here. Yeah, no, I don't see the whole thing here. Uh, okay, there it is. There it is. <clears throat> How do you know you are accessing the rim uh, of the spirit illegally? Well, let's just take what we're just talking about right now. Let's just take, take uh, understand, the realm of the spirit is governed by the, the, the natural realm. The realm of the spirit is governed by this realm. You got to understand that. You're accessing the realm of the spirit every day by what you do or don't do. The Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Life and death is the power of the tongue. So you and I really accessing the realm of the spirit, but how do I know when I'm accessing it illegally? When you're touching something that has not been sanctioned by God. When you are touching something that has not been sanctioned by God. When you're doing something that has not been sanctioned by God, Satan understands this. So his ultimate goal is to get you and I to manipulate, and we bring judgment upon ourselves. We bring judgment upon ourselves. Let's make it more even more practical. Let's make it even more practical. So how do you know when you're accessing the realm of the Spirit uh, illegally? Every time you pray, you're accessing the realm of the Spirit. Because you're praying to somebody. You're praying to somebody that's beyond this realm. You're praying to somebody that's beyond this realm. You're praying to somebody that's higher than you, bigger than you, greater than you. That's what prayer is all about. Now watch this right here, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. This is, this, this is good. Now, let's take the seven sons of Sceva. The seven sons of Sceva went to cast out a devil in a young man. And they was not sanctioned to go cast that devil out. Number one. And number two, who was the seven sons of Sceva subject to? Who were they subject to? Now, they were, they were seven sons of the uh, priests, the temple. But were they subject to a legitimate authority? Paul was a legitimate authority. They knew about Paul, but was they subject to Paul? And so they went and started trying to cast out of a devil. Now, watch this right here. Did Jesus cast out every devil that he saw? Absolutely not. Did Jesus even heal everybody he saw? Absolutely not. Who did he heal? He healed the people that came to him. By them coming to him, revealed their faith. Revealed their faith. And then he cast the devils out. But Jesus was 100% 
Holy Spirit-led governing control. Hold 100% Holy Spirit. Now, you say, and I get this question a lot when people talk about prayer, intercession warfare. Well, how do you pray without uh, illegally uh, 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 tapping into or touching something that you don't know if it's God or not? There's general prayers that you can pray. You need to pray for everybody. Paul talks about it. We need to pray for all those in position of authority. But you're not going to know how to pray for them in position of authority if you don't know anything specific. Then what is the number one thing, that the, the, the number one will of God for all men? What is the number one will of God for all men? That all men would be saved. So if I pray for the salvation of all men, is that tapping into the realm of the Spirit illegal? Absolutely not. Because that's God's will. That all men be saved. Now watch this right here. Now, every situation that appear to be negative that a person that may be going through, is it Satan? Everything that appear to be negative, is it Satan? Absolutely not. Then if I don't know that, then I cannot go into the room of the Spirit and try to break something off of somebody and deliver them out of that situation because it may be God. And trust me, a lot of things, a lot of people saying, it's not Satan. It is God. How can you say it's God? He's testing their faith. You mean to tell me even when a husband or wife is going through a, a, a tremendous opposition, you mean to tell me that can be God? Yes, it can be God. How could that be God? Because God can be using each one of those individuals uh, to help perfect each other's faith and their love for one another, and they love for God first, and they love for one another. You mean to tell me, what about the children? Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. God can snap his finger and bring everybody in alignment right now, but God never will violate your will, and he'll never violate my will. we got to understand the fundamentals. we got to understand the fundamentals. When you have an assignment, your first assignment, let's watch this right here. As a husband and a father, I have an assignment to pray war and battle for my wife and my children. Now, there's times I know, watch this right here, I know God has my wife in a place. Or God may have one of my daughters in a place. And I can't touch it. I cannot touch it. And a lot of people don't even understand this stuff. What I'm talking about. They have absolutely no clue what I'm talking about. And if we don't understand this, we are going to hinder God and set God, uh, uh, set our children up, our spouse up for a fall. Because many times, you got to understand something. God's ultimate goal for all humanity is to be saved. But his ultimate goal for the church is Romans chapter 8, verse 29. How does scripture, I think it's 29. Um, how does scripture go? Uh, Romans eight twenty nine. Ah uh, oh man, just lost me. The second part says that you and I will be conformed to the image of His Son. That you and I will be conformed to the image of His Son. The ultimate goal is you and I being like Jesus. That's God's goal for the church. That the church will be conformed to the image of Jesus. But how in the world that God uh, put uh, 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 cause us to be uh, to experience uh, confirmation, to be conformed to the image of Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to go through some things for the death of our flesh. 
the death of our will, the death of self. So therefore, if my wife, God is taking her through a death process, i got to be able to discern that this ain't the devil. This is God. If God is taking my, one of my children through a death process, for them to come to the end of themselves, that there's nothing left but Jesus, i got to recognize that. And if not, then what I'm going to do, I'm going to be going to the room of the Spirit trying to bind God, not knowing I'm buying God, because I'm buying and saying, I take authority over this. You cannot have my wife. My wife belongs to the Lord Most High God. See, when you try to press because when you don't know God, you try to preserve them from pain. You try to stop them from experiencing pain. That's not God. We will share some principles on, 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 on the broadcast on Monday and Tuesday. That Jesus said, if those that was willing to suffer with me, they can reign with him. Every, every time someone experiences suffering does not necessarily mean it is the devil, ladies and gentlemen. It's in the midst of their suffering, and they, if they trust God and they hold on, the thing that you can do when God is processing somebody, if you're able to discern it, is to encourage them to continue to hold on and trust Jesus. Hold on, because you've got to understand something. Because if you deliver them before God processed them, you want to experience the backlash of that. Because they didn't mature, they did not grow up, and they didn't get a chance to get to encounter Jesus and get to know Jesus. So what are they going to do? They're going to operate in their emotions, their feelings, and their flesh with you. And they're no good to you. They're no good to you. They're no good to their families. They're no good to the kingdom of God. They're no good to God himself because of they, you delivered them from the process of God. So you access the realm of the spirit illegally and, and, and try to protect them and shield them from experiencing any pain or what appear to be, what's the word I'm looking for here? Anything that appear to be lost. You've got to be able to discern. You've got to be able to discern. I can, I can, I can. Go on with this forever and ever, ever, because of the things I've encountered, <clears throat> the different situations I've encountered. The, the, the hundreds of people that I have counseled, if not thousands, that I have counseled uh, and, and, and able to discern by the Spirit of God exactly what is going on. So, so we've got to be able to understand, understand these principles. Let me get back over here, if you will, to uh, uh, Romans here, because it's a principle I want to bring out. That you need to understand. This is going to help you. This have everything to do with the supernatural and doing the spiritual warfare, because Satan understands the premise of authority once again greater than we do. He knows these scriptures greater than, than we do. All of the angels, most uh, the, the demons, uh, most likely are supernatural beings, so they can quote the scripture. They got supernatural memory, so you got to understand. They know the word of God. They know it was written. They know when it was written, and so um, they they know it. Notice what it says, if you will, because uh, I want to get to a principle here. Uh, verse 2, Amplified Version, Therefore he who resists and sets himself up against the authority resists what God has appointed and arranged in divine order. Appointed and arranged in divine order. What has God has appointed in the family in divine order? What has God appointed in, in, in arrangement in divine order? The husband, the wife, the children. That is the order, that is the arrangement. Of God was the arrangement in the body of Christ. The apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. That's what God has arranged. Are you hearing me? What has God arranged in this nation? You've got the president, vice president, 
you got his, his, his staff, you got the senators, the governors, the mayors, the city commissioners, city councilmen, and on down, 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 chief of police. So God has arranged, ladies and gentlemen, these things in divine order. And those who resist will bring down judgment upon themselves, receiving the penalty to uh, do them. Now let's go back up. Let me see what the, the message Bible says in this particular passage of uh, verse, if you will. I've never read it in the message Bible that I think of. Verse 2 in the message Bible says, If you, you are irresponsible to the state, then you are irresponsible with God. And God will hold you responsible. Your irresponsibility, God is going to hold you responsible. Now, let's go back to the New King James Version, uh, if you will, and we're going to do verse 3 in the New King James Version. Notice what it says. It says, for rulers are not a terror to good works. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? And do you, excuse me, do what is good, and you will have the praise from the same. Now, notice what it says here. For rulers are not a terror to good works. So, according to this verse here, rulers are, are put in positions of authority. And rulers is designed to be a terror to evil, not good. The individual uh, made this made this statement to me a few weeks ago, and then, oh, I, I can't I can't talk to you. And, and, and they made the statement saying, uh, uh, "I don't feel like uh, I can I can I can be honest with you because of you." When you talk like that, you just describe that you are a uh, a, a person of evil. Because if you're doing good, there's you, you would never be afraid of of, of the authority. Notice what it says. For rulers are not a terror up to good works. Let me see what the Amplified says in that, uh, how the Amplified brings that out in verse 3 here. It says, verse 3, for civil authorities are not a terror to people of good conduct, but to those of bad behavior. Would you have no dread of him who is in authority? Then do what is right, and you will receive his approval and commendation. Now, a question was asked me by uh, uh, youth last night, and and uh, I want to bring this out, uh, how authority works. I gave an illustration. Just say I am the president of a corporation. I hire someone to be a supervisor over a department. That supervisor hires this other person to work for them because they understand their job is to make sure that the department is proficient and that is running smoothly and is progressing and is making the company money. I hired the supervisor. The supervisor hired an assistant or someone to work with them or several people to work in their department. I don't know the person. I don't know the person that the, uh, that, uh, my, the supervisor hired. I don't know them. Do I have to know them? Absolutely not. Now watch this right here. Now, if uh, the supervisor fired someone they hired, and they fired that person, and the person that got fired, they make an appointment to see me, the president of the company. Once they make that uh, appointment to come see me, and they tell me everything that went down, has anybody ever been in a situation like that? Normally what will happen? The president is going to bite the supervisor. 
even though the person that got fired may feel like the supervisor was wrong, the president is going to back that supervisor. Because the president hired the supervisor. The president didn't hire the other person. The president didn't even know the other person, but the president knows the supervisor. Are you getting this, how authority works? So when the supervisor hires you, the supervisor can be a terror. A terror? Uh-huh. Because the supervisor's job is to use her authority or his authority that the president of the company gave them for the company. So the supervisor has the power to hire and fire. The president has the power to hire and fire. They become terrors. Ladies and gentlemen, it works the same way in the realm of the spirit. Authority is given to make sure uh, that the company works well, is governed well. What is the company? The body of Christ. The company is the body. God gives apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastor, teachers, amen, to help equip the saints for the work of the ministry. What is the ministry? The company. What is the What is the business of the company? What's the business of the body of Christ? Is soul saving. I don't want to use the word soul saving. Soul discipleship is discipling all nations. That's the responsibility. That's the responsibility. But we've got to understand the premise of authority. See, will you not be a, uh, will you not be afraid of the authority? And that is the problem. Think about it. How many people? How many people in church right now have no reverential fear of God concerning the authorities? The majority of people that go to church today, they see the authority as just another man or another woman. How many wives see their husbands as an authority? He just no, no, that's just Bob, that's Billy, that's Joe. How many children see their parents as legitimate authorities, and they they walk in the reverential fear of God because their parents is an appointment by God for their lives? How many wives see their husbands as an appointment by God for their lives? That's the order. I'm not. This is not E.J. McKinnon. This is God's order. First Corinthians 11 tells us the head of Christ is God. The head of the man is the, is the Lord, and the head of the woman is the man. He the one except he's the one that appointed these positions. Are, are you getting this? So when you get ready to do spiritual warfare, when we, you and operate in the supernatural, ladies and gentlemen, I must access the supernatural in the order of God, according to the order of God. Now, once again, once again, who appointed these positions? God. Who appointed Adam? God. Excuse me. Who appointed Eve under Adam? God. Did Adam do it? No. Who did it? God. And watch this right here. And the first sign of spiritual warfare was against the appointment of God. It was against the appointment of God and the order of God by manipulating the woman to not be satisfied and content with her placement by God. By God. And so she communing with an enemy of God an enemy of her husband, an enemy of her marriage. She's communing and fellowshipping with an enemy. 
listening to an enemy, receiving advice from an enemy. What makes it an enemy? Because the moment anyone starts speaking contrary to you about your authority should let you know something. Ladies and gentlemen, the word of God is not written just to be written. The moment a thought comes into your mind that is contrary to the heart of the mind of God for your authority, you should start immediately pulling down strongholds and casting on imaginations. That's where, you should, where warfare starts, with you, with you, the warfare in your mind. Very few people I meet today respects authority, respect and honors authority. I don't meet them that much anymore. I don't meet them that much anymore. Because of the lies of the enemy, just like the enemy lied to Eve, he lied to everyone that is not an authority against the authority. Why he does that? To triple you up so he knows you'll be ineffective in spiritual warfare. You will be ineffective dealing in the realm of the spirit. You'll be ineffective warring and battling in the realm of the spirit. He know that when you say, I bind Satan, he laughs because he knows you can't bind him. You cannot bind him. But I'm a Christian. You may be a Christian, but you have brought judgment on yourself because you have violated the authority that God has appointed over your life. And you're trying to bind me? You have no right to bind me because your authority only works to the degree that you're submitted to authority. I'm going to say that again. Satan knows that your authority only works to the degree that you are subject to authority. Verse 1 says, make sure you are subject to the governing authorities. You are submitted to the governing authorities. Your submission puts you in a position to be a legal authority. If you are not submitted to, God himself will never raise you up to be an authority if you've never been submitted to authority. Because when you're submitted to authority, that's probably where you're going to experience the greatest level of pain, the greatest level of breaking and making and molding and shaping when you're submitted to authority. When you can obey authority, when you even think authority is wrong, that's how character is developed. That's how character is developed. And watch this right here. If you are not submitted to authority and you try to commit Satan to come something to you, he will laugh at you. I bind you. He said, how can you bind me when you're bound? How can you try to bring me subject to you when you're not even subject to the authority that God has appointed over your life and you're trying to bring me subject to you? You have no right to bring me subject, and I will not come subject because you have no authority to bring me subject. You're illegal. You're a renegade. That's what Satan would say. You're illegal, and you're a renegade. You have usurped your authority, and you're trying to exercise authority when you have usurped authority? Satan, Adam could not bind me. Eve could not bind me. When they submitted to me, I became the God of this world. And every time you violate the appointed authority of your life, you just came from up under the protection that God had sanctioned for you. You have no covering. You just violated your covering. And you're doing spiritual warfare not covered. 
When you and I rebel against some, the assigned authorities that God has appointed over our life, and you try to go and do spiritual warfare, how can you? You're not covered. You're not covered. You're open to all kinds of satanic, demonic, fleshly, and soulish manipulation, ladies and gentlemen. This is how this thing works. And that's why a lot of people are sick. That's why a lot of people die prematurely. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. The Bible let us know the minimum is we can live. But how many people reach their, uh, 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 their time, I think my time is up, uh, uh, reach um, uh, at least 80 years old? Very, not, that, not that many. Even with the technology today, with everything that's made available to us today, we don't see that many, many people living in the Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. How many people that foul spirit has taken out with cancer, taken out with different kind of diseases? That's his job. What is our job? To block him and stop him and establish the kingdom of God, the will of God, the purpose of God. But that will not can even work if a person has violated Authority, because the scripture clearly says they bring judgment on themselves. Is it possible some of the things that you may be experiencing right now is the judgment of God that you brought on yourself as a result of resisting the authority that God has appointed for you? That's even your president, because it's talking about civil authority. Even though it's talking about all authority, it's still civil authority. Uh, the primary um, uh, 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 emphasis in that particular chapter is civil authority. So, how many of y'all talk about your president? I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'm an independent. I'm not any of that stuff. I'm a man of God. I'm a man of the kingdom. I live in this earth realm, and I do vote. But my, my, my loyalty is not uh, 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 even to my race. What? You mean to tell me you're Uncle Tom, and you know that you, 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 you're African American? I'm born again. I live in an African-American body. I come from an African-American, uh, 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 an African descent. But ladies and gentlemen, I come from God. I'm born again of the Spirit. I'm proud of who I am. Don't misunderstand me. I'm proud to be an African-American. That's who God chose me to be. And that's the lineage that God chose for me to come through. I am very proud. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm born again. That was born of the flesh is flesh. That was born of the spirit is spirit. I am born again, and I take more pride in being a man of God than being an African American. American. <laughs> Are you getting this? It's these common things that blocks our ability to walk in the realm of the spirit. When you access the realm of the spirit. It is not your African American body accessing the realm of the spirit. It is not your Caucasian body. Access in the room of the spirit. It is not your Hispanic body. Access in the room of the spirit. It is not your German body. Access in the room of the spirit. It is not your uh, Jamaican body. Access in the room of the spirit. It's not your Haitian body. Access in the room of the spirit. It is not your Spanish body. Uh, a Spanian body. Access in the room of the spirit. It is your spirit that is accessing the room of the spirit. That which is born again. Are you getting this? It's those kinds of things that blocks us from accessing the realm of spirit and moving in the realm of God. Those kinds of things, that kind of mentality. 
be caught up in the black thing, the white thing, the German thing, the Spanish thing, and prejudice thing. Are you not bigger than that? Are you not greater than that? Paul had to put the Jews straight in Romans there because of their prejudices and their pride. I'm a Jew. Paul said, you, a, a person is not a Jew that is one outwardly. He's a person is a Jew that is one inwardly. Inwardly. The inner man is greater than the outer man. By one blood, all nations have become one by one blood. Let's get delivered from carnality and walk in the spirit, ladies and gentlemen. Those things blocks us from going into the realm of the spirit. It blocks us from living there in the realm of God. So once again, let me give it to close here. To do, to be legal. To be legal. And to do spiritual warfare is effective in walking in the realm of God. It'll never happen if you violate the order that God has established for your life. And use authority seem like they're unfair. But your faith is not in the authority that God placed over you. Your faith in the God that placed the authority over you. God not to keep you, God not to sustain you, God not to protect you. He's the one that appointed the authority. So your faith is in the one that appointed, not the one that God placed you up under. God, he know how to sustain you from a soul that's trying to kill you. Saul was David's legitimate authority. And he did not come against the authority that God appointed over Israel. He didn't touch him. He trusted God. And God protected him from Saul. But God used David's authority to perfect David, to mature David's character, ladies and gentlemen. That's how it works. God give children imperfect parents. I am an imperfect parent. Kathy is an imperfect parent. And I made mistakes trying to raise my daughter. Kathy has made mistakes trying to raise our children. But when we acknowledge them, we ask God to forgive us. We ask our children forgive us. And most likely, they will be, in my prayer, that my girls will be greater mothers and greater wives than Kathy. And my prayer is that my girls will be greater parents than both of us put together. And they will be able to take their children to a whole nother loving realm than what we've taken them in God. That's my prayer for my girls, that they would, they would supersede Kathy and myself. Ladies and gentlemen, wow, time goes by fast when you're flowing. Before I dismiss, since this is Saturday, this is noon, the time that we pray to talk about prayer and such warfare in the supernatural, I pray to God that you receive something from the word of the Lord today that God ministered to you. If there's anyone that desire prayer before I uh, uh, release and dismiss, uh, you can click the number one button on, on, on your uh, phone if you desire prayer. Uh, we will pray for you. If not, anyone in chat, got quite a few people in chat uh, today. Uh, just type out your prayer request, and we will pray for you uh, today. And uh, if not, then I pray a general prayer uh, over you that God will bless, sustain, keep you in all of your ways, and that you will take this word today and you will meditate on it, meditate on it. 
And the person that asks that question, if things are still not clear to you, what you can do, you can go to our website, ejmpcc.com, uh, in the prayer area. You can probably type out something there, and I can get back with you, uh, probably email you back, or type something back to you, text you, uh, not text, but uh, email you back, uh, and maybe give you some scriptures, or maybe I hit intercessor, let her uh, get with you and share some share some things with you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a, this is another thing that's vital. You need to pray for your authorities. Whoever your authority is, your pastor, your uh, uh, pastor's wife, your pastor's children, that doesn't make them special than you, but you've got to understand these are the ones that God assigned for over your life. So it's your job to help protect them, shield them. I just got to bless them because your destiny is, uh, uh, is placed in their hands. You only can go as far as your authority can go. When that becomes a reality, then we have a, we have a greater respect for our authority. And then we won't experience a lot of judgment we bring on ourselves and don't even know we bring in judgment on ourselves by touching them. Father, we are so grateful and thankful for this radio audience, these great men and women that are assembled together this Saturday, uh, 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 noonday. We pray, Lord God, your grace and your favor upon them. We thank you for the adjustment in their thinking, their heart, and their mind concerning authority. And we pray, Lord God Almighty, that uh, they will not be afraid of the authority. They will reverence and respect the authority because they know you appointed the authority over them. They will respect the governor of their state. They will respect the mayor of their city. They will respect the commissioner of their region. They will respect the judges, oh God, even if they're wicked, even if they're not right, they know that you have appointed them. And you, Lord God, know how to turn the heart of the mind of any man. Because you are the God of all flesh, the God of all spirits. And Lord God, grace us to repent. Give us the grace to repent for violating the authorities, those that have violated authority, those that have violated their, uh, their relationship with their parents, their father and their mother, those that is bitter with their father and their mother because they felt like their father and mother did not do what they should have done as parents. But you said you will be a father to the fatherless and a mother to the motherless. So forgive them, O oh God, today, but grant them to forgive their parents and grant them to forgive themselves, uh, Lord God, for touching the authority that you have planted, uh, uh, pointed over their lives. Grant them repentance for the words that they spoke out of their mouth against the appointed authority for their life. Grant them repentance for touching their pastors with their tongue and their mouth. Grant them repentance for touching their boss on their job with their tongue and with their mouth. God, have mercy upon them, this audience today in Jesus' mighty name. Take what the devil meant for evil. Shift this thing and turn it around for good. Restore this audience, O oh God. This radio audience to the places you've ordained, appointed, and anointed them to be sub subject and submitted to the appointed, the assigned authority for their life. There's some, oh God, that have abandoned their authorities, aborted their authority because they got offended, because they was angry, they was upset. Have mercy upon them even this day in Jesus' mighty name. Even as conviction has come, grace them to yield to the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. Grace them to humble themselves and go back to their authorities and get it right with their authorities so you, oh God, can lift the judgment that they are released upon themselves, and you can, oh God, can restore the blessings of God to overtake them on the right hand and the left hand in Jesus' mighty name. Grace them to come back up under the canopy of the covering
strength, that you've assigned for them, oh God, to block and to stop all satanic, demonic forces and soulish manipulation and soulish and uh, satanic, oh God, destruction in Jesus' mighty name. We cancel every work of darkness, even this day, in the name of Jesus. We call down the judgment of God upon the enemy of their destiny, the enemy of the purpose of God, the enemy of their lives, the enemy of their relationship. Let the fire of God consume every enemy, even this day, in Jesus' mighty name. But surely your kingdom has come. Let your divine and perfect will be done and performed in the spirits, in the souls, in the hearts, in the minds, in the bodies, in the relationships of your men and women of the Most High God, in Jesus' mighty name. Restore them to the place that they belong in you, sir, that they belong in you. For surely, Lord God, you are their redeemer. You are their salvation. You are their deliverer. You are their rescue. You are their aid. You are their restoration. You are their reconciliation. You are their divine health. And we thank you for by the spirit of the living God moving in and through their lives. In Jesus' mighty name, grace them to be subject to the authority that you appointed for their lives. And grace them, Lord God, to value whom you have placed over their lives. Grace them to walk by faith and not by sight concerning the authorities that you have placed over their lives. Use the authority to dismantle all selfishness and self-centeredness and self-righteousness, self-reliance, you use authority to bring humanity, O oh God, to the end of themselves, that nothing and no one is left to trust in but Christ, the Son of the living God. Seal this prayer by the atoning blood of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been your host. Dr. E.J. McKissick, the Master Key, I ask you to join with us on the last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of the month as we pray at 5.30 a.m. You can go to our website and get the number uh, and the code to join us the last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday as we come together and do battle and war. And by that time, I personally believe that you you will have made the adjustments, you have repented, you have gone to your authorities, you have gotten it right, and it's going to make our prayer time more explosive. Because now the Holy Spirit have a clean channel to flow through. There's no blockage uh, in us to block the Holy Spirit. And we believe more signs, wonders, and notable miracles um, will be made manifest as a result of our coming together the last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about what the Holy Spirit has dealt with you about today. I'm excited about you making the adjustment and your boldness to get it right and your boldness to divinely align, your boldness to come back up on the, the authority that God has placed over your life. I'm excited about it. Now watch what the Spirit of God do. Watch you experience the breakthrough of the Lord Jesus Christ in every area and facet of your life. Once again, we do solicit your prayers. Keep us in prayer. Pray for us. Pray for the, uh, the program. Pray for the master key. I just got the blessing and anointing, and I just got to increase it. And I just got to use it as an instrument and a channel to be a blessing to millions all over the world. We love you and appreciate you. Once again, this has been your host, Dr. E. McKins, with the master key. Let the rest of your Saturday be blessed and have a powerful time in God on tomorrow. 
God bless you.